1: terms and conditions apply.
2: Are you ready for this?
1: Sean Merriman, a one-hand back, Boom, boom, boom. Out go the lights. This is Lights
2: Out with Sean Merriman. What's up, guys? Welcome back for another Lights Out podcast with me, Sean Merriman. And um, got a special Bills Mafia special, Buffalo Bills special guest today. One of my former teammates, Fred Jackson. Uh, what? And I still say and maybe he's not underrated to a lot of guys, but he's not talked about, in my opinion, not talked about enough. Um, and how great of a running back he was, man, and, and coming and playing with LaDainian Thompson all those years and going out and and watching Fred work. Uh, it was it was a treat, man. A grinder. Dude had the best balance of any of anybody running back I've ever seen or I ever got a chance to play with. Um, it was so damn hard to bring them down, and worked every day, man. It was crazy. Uh, so we get a chance to talk about the teams that we had, um, also beating the Patriots and how crazy it was. And so now, uh, and we beat them in 2011, and now watching the Bills play, um, and how crazy that city uh, would be if they won the AFC Championship game and then went to the Super Bowl, and how terrible it would be. Uh, because the fans are not going to be there and enjoy it. So always hold a special place in my heart, man, that the Buffalo Bills fans and and the city of Buffalo uh, really appreciate how always supported and treated me out there. And I always show that love back. So uh, one of the best to ever do it, man. Bills mafia, Bills, Buffalo Bills legend, Fred Jackson. What's up, my dude? How you doing, man? I'm good, man. How about yourself? I'm all right. I'm all right, man. It's been a while, dude. I'm, I'm looking at everybody. I talked to, uh, Eric Wood. Last week, I did his podcast, mm-hmm. um, and I talked to Cow. You know, I still talk, you know, Stevie. Yeah. But um, it, it, you know, it's crazy, man, because it seemed like so long ago that you know I came out there. I was in, I was with the Chargers You know, most of my career, and I came out there, and I still tell people to this day, man, I you know I, I I'd never been to Buffalo. I didn't know nothing about nothing out there, and uh, they claimed me off of um you know off of the waivers, basically. Yeah. So I, I'm thinking it's New York, right? I got no idea what you know. Buffalo is New York to me. I, that's all I know is New York. Mm-hmm. So I got on the plane. At first I wasn't gonna come, no. and Buddy Nix was like, you know, you're coming. Yeah. And if you don't come, we're gonna find you ten thousand dollars." day. I said, "Buddy, I, I want I'll come back out there after the season." But I think at the time, you know, you guys were uh, like zero and six. So you know, you had a rough season, like zero and mm-hmm. six or something like that. And I said, "Buddy." I got right after the season, whoever I go to right now, let me just get a, get a chance to go to the playoffs. I'll come visit you. It'll be the first visit I take right after the season. He said, Sean, I don't, I don't care. Yeah. You coming out here. And if you don't come out here, it's going to be $10,000 a day. And I said, all right, cool. And I called Russ. I said, Russ, send me that plane. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but no, I, I got out there and I had on Jordan shorts and a sweatshirt and flip flops because that's what I had on in San Diego.
3: Yeah.
2: And boy, I ain't never seen so much snow. Yeah. before my life it was like two feet of snow mm-hmm. i got off the jet i couldn't even see them uh buddy nixon uh russ and all, everybody at the end Doug at the end of the runway yeah because it was a blizzard and uh, i came in there uh i think all all y'all were gone but the first person i seen was, was stevie yeah and i had a real heart-to-heart man good conversation my first time meeting stevie and then i met all you guys and i was like man this is this is cool as hell because you never really Know what they expect when you've been one organization so long, then you go somewhere else. Yeah. But we had a squad, man. I tell people that the team, and I, and I still to this day, I, I tell people not talk about Buffalo. My time there, I'm like, I, we won a lot of games in, in uh, with the Chargers, but I came and looked at the team. Kyle Williams, you, um, you know, uh, Fitzy was playing was playing crazy. Stevie Johnson, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, I mean, you know, Kelsey. We, I mean, it was stacked out there with guys, and I just didn't understand, man. Like. Why, you know, why Why everything wasn't better? Yeah. You know what I mean? Because you look at the teams, it, we had a squad.
3: Yeah. And I, I, to that day, to this day, still try and figure that out. You know, I'm looking at how well these guys are playing this, you know, this year. And, you know, I look at it and I think what happened to us is we had a, a tremendously talented team, like you said. But when we had guys get hurt in key positions, yep. we didn't have the depth that these guys have, you know, and, it, it, it came back to bite us in the ass, you know, I don't know, three, four times a year that year. And But, I mean, it, it, I look back at it and I say the what ifs, if we'd have all just stayed healthy, which is, you know, asking for a lot in the NFL. But if we all could have stayed healthy, what we would have been able to do uh, would have been a lot of fun to be a part of.
2: Man, and, you know, so I'm, and I'll get to, you know, the team and they got now. And I'll tell you that when we did and when everybody was healthy, for, you couldn't tell me nothing. I thought for sure that we were going to run, we going to run a table against yeah. everybody.
3: Yeah. Uh, I mean, we were, we were lights out. Yeah. I mean, for a reason we were, we were out there making plays, cracking heads, winning football games. And you, it just took one injury at one position. And as soon as that happened, it, I mean, the wheels just fell off. We We tried to overcompensate with another position, get hurt there. And, Uh, it, it, it it was a, it was a lot of fun, but the, what ifs about that seasons or those seasons, you know, a couple of seasons, um, where it was just like, man, we could have done a lot more with what we had in that building.
1: At bed three, six, five, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar, whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. And you will not believe where he's going next.
0: The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com/slash-with-amex.
2: It, it, you're right, dude. And it was crazy because, and I and I bring the charges up because I'm, I I look at the teams very similar, and we you know we got you know certain guys in certain positions, or whatever. But if you look across the board, it was very similar to what I had, but also what was different, and I never experienced this, was the fans. Yeah, You know, people came to our games when I played for the Chargers because we won a lot of games, but that love that was in Buffalo was a different type of love, something that i never seen before because, um, you know, I, again, when I got there, it was like, you know, the team was like 0-6, 0-7, and the fans, the, the stadium was still packed.
3: Yeah, and, and that's the thing about – Bills Mafia through and through they support no matter what you know you talk about lifelong fans that have been there since they were going to four straight Super Bowls and then they come to you know like you said we started out that season what one in six one and seven whatever it was and it's still the same people filling up those stands that are teaching their kids by the time they're you know one year old they're sitting in the stands with them and it could be four feet of snow out on the ground we are six and Nine going into the final game of season, and we can still expect seventy thousand people to be in those stands.
2: And and that's what was so crazy to me. And you know, being on the West Coast the whole time, you walking on the street and people like stopping, asking for pictures. You know, I'll, I'll be on a little date or something like that with you know with a, with a chick or or doing mm-hmm. something, and you got somebody like trying to record you secretly from the corner or jumping out the bushes. TMZ, so you always had that. I remember when I first got out there to Buffalo and I'm walking down the street, nobody stopped me from pictures, but people across the street was like, yo, what's up lights. And kept it moving. Yeah. Like Mm -hmm. they were a second or third cousin. Like I knew them forever. And it was like I said, man, it was just a different, um, you know, family vibe out there with with the support. And I always say that I believe in my opinion, the the Buffalo has the best fans in football.
3: Yeah. I mean, Without a doubt, and, and and speaking on that, what you just said, it, it always gets me in trouble because I'll be walking down the street and somebody will come up to me and they'll be like, "Hey, what's up, Fred? Yeah, man, I know. I just saw Braden doing this and that. I saw Jade doing this and that. And then they take off and they be like, dap me up and take off. And I'm like, man, I don't know if I know this person. Like that, like we've been cool forever, or if this is just a random fan because that's how they treat you. They treat you like you family and you've known them for all all your life. And uh, that's just how they they kick it out there.
2: What What do you think the difference is now? The The team that they have because obviously we we had some stars like some bona fide dogs when we played and then we was back there in that time and, and you know even before when you played before I got there. What do you think the difference is outside of the depth, right? Um, then Then the teams and how they've been able to figure this figure this thing out because you know, I, like I said, I look back at the teams that we had. And you're like, man, we should have easily been you know ten and six or eleven and five or something like that every year.
3: Yeah, you know, and, and I mean, it, they, they say players play and coaches coach, but I think when you look at what the the whole front office from top down, from Brandon Bean to to McDermott to Dable to Fraser all those all those guys, and you know the the position guys, the position coaches, they they, they scheme whoever it is that they play really really well, and you see one week is one guy that's making. One week it's Cole Beasley making twelve catches for one hundred and fifty yards. The next week it's Diggs. Diggs has been consistently putting up numbers, but then you have John Brown come in. Then you have Singletary. Then you have, you know, Moss. I think they do such a, a, a tremendous job going in with a different game plan every week. Last week, you think Lamar Jackson is going to be. Obviously, the, the the focal point on the defense, which had had been struggling in run as a as a run defensive unit as a whole, right. and you think, okay, Baltimore, the number one rushing team in the league, is going to come in and they're just going to try and grind the ball down the, the Bills' throat. Which is, if you're the number one rushing team in the league, that's what you want to do anyway. They had everything so schemed up, whether it was Poyer or or Hyde coming down and being a, a nap to to Jackson that they couldn't get all that going. I think the coaching staff just does a tremendous job putting those guys in the right situations and scheming up ways to stop people on defense and make and, and get all their playmakers, whoever it is, involved on offense. And when you have a team like that that's built the way that this team is built, it allows you to make a lot of plays.
2: No, no doubt. I don't know if you remember what happened. We we played the Patriots. It was in what, 2011? I think it was in 11, 11 or 12 when we beat them. You know, Tom Brady.
3: Uh, 11, yep.
2: 11. He he threw four interceptions. And I never seen nothing like that before in the city. Remember how crazy, I mean, they went crazy? You would have thought we won a Super Bowl. You thought we won a Super Bowl. And I remember the city being shut down and they, everybody was just outside. I never, it was like a movie. I yeah. never seen anything like that before. Before in my life, it's a hundred thousand plus people in the parking lot. I think it took me about two two hours to get out the stadium. Yeah, what you think that thing's gonna look like? They go and win this game, end up going to the Super Bowl.
3: Man, look, I, I will pray for Buffalo. Look, I, I want them to win so bad. I want them to get to the Super Bowl, but I'm also like in the back of my mind, I just know how bad not being able to experience it like they would want to is going to hurt the city, but how they'll be so ecstatic on the other hand because they they, they they eat, breathe, sleep, drink Buffalo Bills. So it will mean the world to those guys if, I mean, these guys are capable of doing it. If they go on, get to the Super Bowl and you know have a chance to win that, it, it, it's it, the city's gonna be shut down for the, a, a month. They're gonna have to shut down for a
2: month. Oh, I, I said the same thing, and, and that's what to me was sucked the most out of it because there's, they're having one of their best years. Yeah, you know since you know since the nineties probably, yeah. mm-hmm. and the fans, dude, the fans aren't even able to come and experience that. That's like to me, that's tragic.
3: It is. It's tragic, and I I also, jokingly, I'm also like, man, I know how crazy Bill's Mafia is when we're, like I said, when we're 5 and 11. I can't imagine what that parking lot would be like in the AFC Championship game right now pregame. Like, I just can't imagine or fathom what it would be like because I know that, I mean, the nation would run out of tables. There would be no condiments left anywhere in the nation because all of it will be in Orchard Park, New York, at the Bills Stadium.
2: Dude, I I, I joked around because uh, the Chargers played the Bills a couple of years ago. You know, mm-hmm. two two teams they're playing against each other. So I was going to go out there, and I was about to put I was about to put through the, through <laughs> tables. I look, I had a whole parking lot rented out. Right, they said, Sean, you could do it here. So they rented me out. Got the the permits, got everything set. And I am talking about right at like two days before my flight, I was about to. Uh, Before I flew out there, Mm -hmm. the Bills had called me and they said, hey, can you, you know, can you not do that? And this, this, we're trying to, I said, there's no, uh, you can stop me from doing it. And, you know, of course I'm a respect organization and and show love if they call me, but you're not going to stop 50 plus thousand people, a hundred thousand, like that's their thing. That's their thing. And it ain't never going away. And quite frankly, it's, it's kind of showing the, the country, the rest of the country on how, the Bills fans roll. Yeah. Like that's how they get down. I remember just pulling into the stadium and it's, it's the closest thing I can remind me of is a movie.
3: Yeah. Mm -hmm. And and I I think, you know, for, for this is not something we experienced this, you know, and this is just how they've always been. Like it's just now being brought to, to the national forefront just because how well this team is doing. But man, I, I, I cannot imagine what that city will be like. They they win this game and get to the Super Bowl. It, They're going to have to fly some helicopters in or something and, and keep an eye on it because that that city's going to be crazy.
2: Dude, I'm, I'm telling you right now, they go to the Super Bowl, I'm flying my ass out there, somebody going through a damn table. I don't care what the organization <laughs> think. I don't care how mad the NFL is at I me. Mean, I don't care. I'm flying my ass out there because, you know, it's just – my short time there, I, I I can't even stop talking about it because it's it's like a a place that you attached to mm-hmm. forever. You don't even have to be there no more. You, I don't I don't know. And I, I mean, obviously, I know Diggs. He went to Maryland and stuff like that. I know a couple of the guys, but I didn't play for that team. But for some reason, I always feel attached to that organization, attached to the city because that's just what it do to you.
3: Yeah, and I mean, it, it's it's and that's the thing about it. It doesn't matter where you are in, in, in the nation. You know, you step foot in Buffalo; those guys are going to treat you the same way, no matter what. Like you're, like you're one of the current guys playing, and that's always how Bill's Mafia has gotten down. You know, I was blessed. I spent nine years in that organization, you know, walking the streets with those fans, and it, it, I mean, it just you just feel like you're right at home whenever you're amongst them.
2: Dope, man. Hey, well, I'm I'm gonna let you go and get up out of here. I know you got some stuff to do. I appreciate you, man. Hey. Uh, we had some good time. Hey, and uh, you know, you know, so I'm going to bring up this last thing. Yeah. Used to go, used to go and wrestle everybody in the locker room, mm-hmm. right? I used to I used to sit back and laugh because I was waiting for that one day you came over and tried. You grabbed everybody else, was taking guys to the ground. And I said, one day, Fred gonna come over and try to grab me. And <laughs> I was waiting on it. You never did. But you was always wrestling dudes in the locker room. yeah
3: I ain't grabbing you, man. You was always that crazy dude. I was like, Sean might actually snap on me, man, for real. So I'm going to just leave him alone. <laughs> I'm going to just kind of sit back and do my thing with these dudes. I know he like to flip that switch every now and then, and <laughs> I don't need to be on the other side of that. So that's why I never grabbed you.
2: <laughs> <laughs> hey, my dog, man, I appreciate you. we are root
3: for them boys this weekend. Yes, sir. All day, every day. All right, my dude, take it easy. No problem, man. I appreciate you guys.
2: Thanks, guys. I appreciate it for listening in again to another Lights Out podcast with me, Sean Raymond. Uh, that was dope. That was really dope for me. Um, you know, Fred to me was always like one of the unsung heroes. This dude worked, uh, and it was a lot of TV games and stuff like that in Buffalo. So, guys wasn't talked about enough, but he's definitely one of the guys that should have should and should still to this day be talked about. And uh, how special the, the city of Buffalo and that been the Bills Mafia fans. Word to all of us, um, rooting like hell for my guys this upcoming weekend, um, and also to get a championship because we know uh how important that is to the city. Um, and we wish that the Buffalo Bills fans, the Bill Bills Mafia, was able to experience it. Uh, but we are rooting in spirit. So uh thanks again, man. I appreciate you guys listening in. Uh keep leaving those great reviews and uh subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Uh appreciate it. We'll be back next week
1: with another hot one.